and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery and I am your host uh, for today. Um, I'm really glad that you were able to take the 15 minutes or 20 minutes, depending upon how long this goes, uh, out of your day to join me um, to reading the next chapter, which I believe is 18. Yeah, chapter 18. So uh, with that, uh, before we start, because we always start in prayer, uh, I want to start us out in prayer. So let's start. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for what you uh, have done for, for me, for us, for those who are listening out there. Uh, you are our eternal Father, and we are so grateful to you for everything that you provide. And we are especially grateful for the gift of your son, Jesus, and the sacrifice of his life on the cross, um, the blood he shed for us to forgive all of our sins, because we are not worthy, and it was only through him that we can be forgiven. So we thank you so much for that sacrifice. It does not go unnoticed, and it doesn't, and we don't take it for granted, because we know that we didn't deserve it. So Lord, thank you so much. Um, for, for loving us so much. We love you. We are so grateful and so thankful for you. Lord, I ask you to bless those listeners out there, their families, my family. Uh, watch over them. Keep them safe. Keep them healthy. Um, and uh, I pray that we are all living in your will, whatever it is, according to what you want us to do. So, Lord, uh, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So uh, thank you again for being here. And um, again, I'm just blessed that I get to, to read the Bible with you. So uh, I'm hoping that it's just as much of a blessing for you. So like I said last week, um, I uh, don't want to put this podcast into a box. I don't want to follow any guidelines or what everybody else is doing. Um, I want to be in God's will and doing what he wants me to say and what he wants me to do. So uh, this morning, uh, I was reading with my other Bible study where we just started the book of Joshua. We, are, we started reading the Old Testament uh, back in December. And again, we're doing one chapter at a time, uh, and it's, it's amazing the information that's in the Old Testament that points to Jesus in the New Testament. But uh, I feel that there was a part of Joshua today that was very significant and um, sort of confirms what I'm doing with you by reading one chapter at a time. Um, chewing on it, reading it, talking about it, um, and extracting exactly what it is that God is um, trying to tell us for that day. So I'm going to read a little bit out of Joshua, and I, I'm apologizing if this goes a little bit long today. So I'm going to leave it, read this little bit. There was a couple of things in Joshua, though, that I thought was important. So when God, to me, when God repeats himself, like three or four times, I think he's really serious about what he's saying. You know, it's kind of like when you're talking to your children. Um, you know, he, you really shouldn't have to repeat yourself more than once, but he's really trying to drive it home. And the thing that this was my, where's my pencil? Here it is. 
So the takeaway that I got today from this particular reading was be strong and courageous because he said it four times. He said be strong and courageous four different times from verse 6 all the way down to 18. And so I'm going to start with verse 6. I'm not going to read the whole book of Joshua, uh, chapter of Joshua 1. Um, you can go back and read it for yourself. But this was right after Moses died. Joseph, um, Moses wasn't allowed to cross into the promised land because he had uh, not been obedient to God. And that was his punishment for not being able to uh, see the promised land. And so uh, he passes the baton down to Joshua and uh, Joshua takes over. And this is where God is blessing um, Joshua and saying, you know, he says, this is in verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. Um, he's just promising, fulfilling the promises that he, was, uh, that he gave to Moses through Joshua. But then you skip down to 6, which is where this is where it got important to me. Be strong and courageous. That's the first time he says it. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I would give them. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. And this is what was important to me. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. That's three times. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then he jumped, then if you jump down into uh, 14, he says, But your strong warriors are fully armed and must lead the others, the other tribes across the Jordan. And then you jump down to 18, and it says at the very last line, so be strong and courageous. That's four times he says it. So that was my takeaway today, was to be strong and courageous, to be obedient, because he's very, he says, you know, do not go to the left, do not go to the right, stay on the path, keep focused, and do what I'm telling you to do. But I thought what was most important was uh, verse 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is important. You know, we this is what we've committed to by reading the Bible one chapter at a time uh, and discussing it. So I thought this was kind of confirmation, at least for me, that I'm doing what God tells me to do. And uh, if this just reaches one person somewhere in this world uh, and one person um, is blessed by it or if one person gets saved, that's one more into the kingdom of heaven. And so that's, you know, and I've done, you know, what God has asked me to do. If that, if that was for that one person out there, then I've, I've done exactly what God has put me on this earth to do. So, um so that's what I got from that. Um, and so now I'm going to go into chapter 18, which has got a lot of good stuff in it, stuff that you might have already heard before um, in your
readings or maybe if you're new then uh, maybe this is completely new to you and it's a it's just something fresh that you're gonna hear <clears throat> so uh, this is chapter 18 we are in episode 4.3 the greatest in the kingdom about that time the disciples came to Jesus and asked who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you, sorry, I've got a little dog ear here, to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. What sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin. Temptations are inevitable. But what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? So if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand or one foot than to be thrown into eternal fire with both of your hands and feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. <clears throat> it's better to enter eternal life with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. Beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones for I tell you that in heaven their angels are always in the presence of my Heavenly Father the parable of the lost sheep <clears throat> if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away what will he do won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to search for the one that's lost and if he finds it I tell you the truth he will rejoice over it over over it more than over the 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, it is not my Heavenly Father's wish that even one of these little ones should perish. Correcting another believer. If another believer sins against you, uh, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won the person back. But if you are unsuccessful, Take one or two others with you and go back again, so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. I tell you the truth, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask my Father in heaven, we'll do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. Parable of the Unforgiving Debtor. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. 
In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay the debt. <clears throat> but the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. All right, so let's go back to the beginning. Um, <clears throat> so Peter asks, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. And he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. Um, he's not saying you have to be a child. He's saying, I believe, uh, that he wants you to be like little children who are innocent, who, uh, who have so much faith because they haven't been uh, tainted by the world. And um, so I think that that's what he's trying to say. You have to be innocent and and trusting 100% wholeheartedly in, uh, in God uh, in order to uh, get into the kingdom of heaven. And so anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you you have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea that's pretty intense right I mean it'd be it'd be better for you to be dead than for you to cause a child to sin that's how important the children are to Jesus um, so what sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin temptations are inevitable because we know that Satan is roaming around uh, the earth so he is going to be out there he's going to tempt you he's going to put things in front of you to make uh, choices for you know either choose bad or choose good um, so if your hand or foot causes you to sin cut it off and throw it away it's better to enter eternal life with only one hand or one foot than to be thrown into eternal fire and into hell um, and then it goes back to be, beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly Father. Not quite sure about what that means, but um, basically it says, A, you have to be as, as 
trusting in God as the little children are. And it would be better for you to be thrown off into the ocean than to lead one of those children into, into sin. So I guess basically you need to be a good example is what it is. And we're not always that person. I know I'm not. I've tried. I just, you know, just yesterday I was having an argument with my son uh, over clothes. So, you know, it, you can only can do the best you can. You know, I always tell my kids, you didn't come with a manual. Nobody told me how to take care of you. So, uh, but if you treat them with love and respect, um, I believe that this is honorable in God's eyes. And then it uh, goes down into the lost sheep. If, uh, if you lose one out of a hundred, uh, aren't you going to go after it and get it? And that's the way God feels, which is kind of what I just said today. If this podcast reaches one person, uh, that is the one sheep that got saved, got found. So I, I would be thankful to hear that there is one person out there that received Jesus as uh, their Lord and Savior. Um, but that's what you do. I mean, God is going to go after the one because the other 99, he's, he's happy that the 99 are believers. He's happy that the 99 are in the fold. But it's that one that took off that he's trying to pull back in. And he's going to pull them back in. And he's going to get them. In the same way, it is not my Heavenly Father's wish... I'm sorry, will that even one of these little ones should perish. So, you know, you don't want to lose anybody. And throughout the book, throughout the Bible, God keeps giving chances after chance after chance after chance because he wants everybody in heaven. He doesn't want to lose not one. Um, but he's also not going to shove it down your throat. But he will give you the chance and he'll give you the choice. Um, so, you know, choose God because I... I I don't know what I would do without the peace of God in my life and the peace of knowing that Jesus died on the cross for me. It was a gift and I received it, opened it up, and displaying it for all to see um, is the way I look at it. And then uh, it moves on to correcting another be believer. This is uh, about settling disputes and um, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. So, and I was just talking to my son about this. When you have relationships, whether it's friendships or uh, family or uh, husband, wife, whatever, uh, employer, employee, if you have a dispute, go to that person. Um, don't go... To the person and you know go around the corner and you know talk to the baker about what the problem was that you're having with you know with the with the butcher you know talk to the person and and fix it with that person don't you know don't go to your friends because you know this person did that to you don't do that go straight to the person it's hard it's difficult uh, and it's very stressful but in the end Fixing it between the two parties is the best way to do it. If that doesn't work, uh, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed. So you take two witnesses with you and, you know, so that somebody's listening to both sides of the story. 
my thing has always been there's three sides to every story he said she said and the truth so you know everybody has a say everybody gets to say what they've got to say and you've got the two or three witnesses there to listen if that person still refuses to listen take your case to the church then if he or she won't accept the church's decision treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt i guess you got to cut your losses and just you know move on and then either you continue with your friendship or relationship or you cut it loose you know and that i think that that's what it's saying um and then uh it says in 19 i also tell you this if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask my father in heaven will do it for you for where two or three gather together as my followers i am there among them when two or three gather together to pray um it's i believe he's saying it's it's not that the prayers are stronger but god will answer uh well I, he answers prayers but to me what this is is about small groups it's about gathering together he encourages the large groups and going to church and being a part of a, a large group um experience uh, but i also believe that he wants you to be in a small group of people where you can um, quietly together pray talk about things read your bible um, and uh, have fellowship in a smaller um, venue um, you know where you can actually talk things out i think the large groups is about celebrating it's about uh, praise and worship and not that you can't do praise and worship in a small group uh, because people do um, but uh, i think the big groups are for you know the big celebrations and then the small groups are a little more intimate um, where you can be uh, a little more transparent people that you trust you want to find a group that you trust so uh, i believe that's what that's about and then last but not least i think to sum up the whole um uh, the unforgiving debtor i think because he says therefore the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him so i think the kingdom of heaven we're talking about god and there's going to come a time where he's going to settle it up with everybody and uh you know you're either for him or you're against him you're either going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell i think that's what you know this is kind of comparing to uh also i think he's also saying uh uh i'm i'm settling up please be uh you owe me this uh and then uh the man couldn't pay for his debt so you know he's you know begging him give me you know give me a little more time and of course god shows pity on us so you know he gives a little bit more time he, he forgives the debt uh and then the other guy the guy goes to to another servant and he doesn't show mercy he doesn't show any any grace and the king hears about it and he's like okay i gave you grace don't you think you should pass the grace on the forgiveness on just like i forgave you so that's what i think this is about you know about forgiveness um you know god forgives us therefore we should pass that on and not hold it against people um you know move on and 
and don't keep throwing it back in their face, uh, you know, at a different time. You know, just leave it in the past. Past is a past. There's nothing you can do about it. So, all right. Well, that's it. I did run to 20, almost 25 minutes. I'm sorry. But like I said, I'm trying to not, you know, stay in the, in the box. I'm trying to just do what God's will is. Uh, with that, this is probably going to go into 30 minutes. Uh, I hope not. But, um, so, uh, there's a lot of stuff in that chapter that, um, you know, A, not um, leading children, you know, onto a, a sinful path, you know, being like a child uh, and putting all your faith and hope and trust in Jesus, uh, forgiveness, uh, settling uh, disputes, um, in a biblical way. Uh, there's so much packed into this uh, chapter. It's amazing to me. So I hope uh, it was a blessing to you. I hope uh, that uh, I didn't s stumble too much with that. And uh, I'm going to uh, close this out in prayer, as I always do. Uh, if you have not made a decision for Jesus, um, this is your moment. Uh, again, I, I hope and pray that this gets to somebody somewhere uh, and they can hear it and feel like Jesus is their answer, their hope, their answer. So we're going to uh, say the prayer and um, believers, you can say it too, um, uh, just to kind of solidify your belief in, in Christ. So. Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, welcome to the kingdom of heaven. Thank you uh, for believing it and trusting in God and um, you know it's it's a new life it's a new path it's a new way for you um, and so you know take that and run with it get to a church get to fellow believers and um, and start living your life for for Christ um, he said uh, you know uh, I am the way the truth and the life uh, no one comes to the Father except through me. This is absolute, 100% how God gets you to heaven. So it was the, uh, um, it's the key. So basically, it is the keys to the kingdom. Can't get any better than that. All right, well, uh, God bless you. Thank you again for joining me. I hope it's as uh, joyful as it is, uh, as joyful for you as it is for me. So have a great day, a great night. And God bless you. See you tomorrow.